0: Hey, everyone. It's Aaliyah Henry, and you're listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Expect to hear insightful interviews and panel discussions covering community, entrepreneurship, health, and women's empowerment. Don't miss out. Keep listening. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. Something to be said about those who take a great leap of faith into entrepreneurship. They're simply courageous. And in this episode, I'm joined by one of those courageous souls, fellow girl boss Christy Drenner, CPA. She is an outsourcing CFO specializing in nonprofit and religious organizations, the SMU alum started her firm in November 2017 and is here with me to talk shop about what it's been like so far working for herself. Don't go anywhere, you're tuned in to the Aaliyah Henry Show. Christy, thank you so much for joining me today. It is a pleasure to have you on the show.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Aaliyah.
0: It's so wonderful to meet friends through other connections, and obviously we met through the nonprofit, our nonprofit connections, and it is a pleasure to have you here to talk about your journey in entrepreneurship. So I wanna jump right in. All right. (laughs) Share with us why what led you to start your firm
1: well um i am blessed to be married to a united methodist minister and if you don't know much about our church we serve at the pleasure of the bishop and the cabinet So we have had our um, stops on the hit parade, but um, through that I have spent over 20 years working with nonprofits and religious organizations. And this most recent move took us a little further north than I was anticipating. So Mm -hmm. it gave me the opportunity to go out on my own, start a business working with those organizations, kind of helping them be their best stewards of their resources.
0: And it's interesting when you talk about being up north and I have had an opportunity to visit you up there, and it's such a quaint town, obviously. But I think that in towns like that, where there are um, agencies and resources as well to the community, it is very different to get as many of those resources as you might see in Dallas or Fort Worth. And so certainly, Um, companies such as yours are really important and they're viable to those nonprofits and organizations um, in the smaller area counties.
1: Right. Well, and the interesting thing about nonprofits and religious organizations, you know, obviously as you are a larger group, you have more complex issues. But what's unique about nonprofits is, you know, it doesn't matter if you have 10 donors or 10,000 donors, you still have to make sure that the funds are tracked accurately, that you keep in touch with the donors so that you can continue to solicit new gifts. And so having a firm foundation of how you handle that is so important regardless of the size of the organization.
0: Talk a little bit about some of your projects that you are doing with nonprofit organizations.
1: Sure. So we've worked with um, small organizations. There are about half a million in annual revenue to ones that are almost nine ten million dollars and so mm-hmm. obviously those are very different projects but what we find is is that there's good people at these organizations that want to do their best work and then sometimes they need additional tools of training or people or technology and so we live in a very interesting space where we don't do audit or tax we are really there to partner with the organization either as an outsource CFO or as an interim person if they've had a transition in their staff okay. We look at all the different ways they handle their accounting and their donor management, make sure they're doing it the best way they can so that it can be most efficient with their time and their resources. So
0: share how you are getting those referrals for the work.
1: So it's been pretty much word of mouth. Um, okay. I, I am lucky to be, again, married to United Methodist minister. So I've uh, met a few ministers along the way. So about <laughs> half of our clients have been in our denomination. But the other half have been um, through connections that I made through my time at um, SMU as a okay. student and then through other nonprofit organizations in the area. So being a part of the community mm. is always a great way to make connections.
0: Yeah, I think um, just in my experience, I think it's so important to get to know different people from different walks, whether it's small businesses, large businesses, nonprofits, faith-based organizations, because you never know who needs assistance. But then also people, once they get to know exactly what you do, what your firm does, it's a lot easier to make that warm connection versus that cold call you know
1: oh absolutely and you know as you know the nonprofit environment has changed dramatically even over the last decade there are so many more nonprofits than there used to be so so many more people are serving on those boards where you can make the connections to the small business owner and whatnot and um, be able to build business that way so as an
0: entrepreneur everything isn't rosy I'm sure (laughs) as I know I have also seen as well Talk about some of your challenges that you've seen um, within these last few years of your business.
1: Well, um, my business just celebrated its second year, so we are still, thank you, thank you. Um, I would say I have been really fortunate to have a great coach kind of lead me on this journey, and I was Mm -hmm. lucky to find him a couple months into the process, but I think what has been the struggle is mindset, really, right? You know, when you're your own shop, you're making all the decisions, you're trying to make sure you're doing it right, and not having a partner or a mentor next to you to say, oh, do this, do that, and kind of bounce ideas on can be a little bit challenging, and You know, we get caught in this mindset of, oh, I don't know if I'm doing this. Am I doing this right? Can I do this? And just remembering, yes, you can. You know, be bold in what you're doing.
0: I think it's so interesting. I deal with that as well. Sometimes, you know, we're so used to, if you work in an office and there's 20 people in the office, you know, that day-to-day interaction, going to the coffee maker to make coffee, you know, talking shop for a little bit and then going back. It is different, you know, when you're at home, especially if you work from home or you work remotely in a very quiet location, or maybe where there's a location where there's not as much movement. And so sometimes that is challenging as well. But then also just the day-to-day conversation. I find myself easily talking to the dog (laughs) and and praying that he just doesn't like (laughs) miraculously start to answer me. Right, right. You know, and so it's interesting. So I, um, I think it's um, it's good. I think for me to know that you know you as an entrepreneur too do have some of those same challenges because I think sometimes too I often think about some of the things that I have gone through, and I always wonder like is someone else doing the same thing, you right. know, or someone else going through the same thing. And so certainly, um, you know, it's 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 okay. And I, I agree with you about. You know, you just have to kind of stand bold in what you're doing and and continue. And sometimes it's very uh, tough to do that. You mentioned that you had a coach. I actually have a coach, started with a coach a couple of years ago. Talk about your coach experience, because I think some people don't tend to see that as, they look at it as, oh, wow, that's really great to have. For me, it's like such a great investment
1: absolutely it uh, my practice would be dramatically different had I not engaged with this coach Mm -hmm. I mean it has been that transformative and it's not about you know the tools of how to do accounting or how to keep spreadsheets or what software is out there it's really about like building the life that I want building the practice Mm -hmm. that I want finding the clients that I want to serve and the most direct and best way to get there and so having that person that is basically your cheerleader to say like yeah this you stumbled here how could you have done that better or you know you have a plan of action for this next meeting let's talk about that let's see how that's Mm going to work best and you know in any business you're going to get to a point where um, there's the step that you take to get to the next step. And so that person helps you see, okay, you're at that moment now where you need to make a change so that you can rise higher. And, you know, sometimes we get so stuck in the day-to-day, you know, we can't Mm -hmm. see the big picture. And the coach really helps you see the big picture.
0: Yeah, I would say, um, in my experience, I think for me, I have enjoyed having that coach to go back and say, you know, this is where I am, and I've been working on this for the last month. But I'm really seeing that I think I need to pivot, and really having that person that can either say, "Hmm, maybe you should try X, Y, Z before you try to pivot," or give you some other options, you know, as right. you are thinking of pivoting into some areas. Because I do think um, you you have to be able to see that sometimes you do have to be really agile in this business Absolutely. because so many things change quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like you said, you could get really comfortable easy mm-hmm. and, and because it becomes almost like process dri- I'm very process driven. I don't know about you. Yeah. I write things down. I um, tend to kind of panic if I'm off schedule because mm-hmm. I'm trying to really stay on schedule. Um, but I think too, in my in my journey, I have seen that it's been okay. Like it's okay if you get off schedule sometimes. So I definitely understand just having that coach and um, for you to be able to bounce those ideas off of and really have that um, confidential person that's really cheering you on. So that's great to hear. I love to hear when, um, other entrepreneurs really look at uh, different investments where, as some people would think, oh no, I could never do that because it's too much. And sometimes it's not much if it costs you in your business. Absolutely.
1: You know? And you know, we keep talking about the gig economy, the gig economy, that's what a mm-hmm. lot of us do as we start as entrepreneurs. You don't have a brick and mortar. And in my case, oh. I don't have a tangible asset I'm trying to sell. So the investment in a coach is completely worth it when you look at the grand scheme of what my overhead is. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's good. Good to know. So share with us a couple of lessons that you have encountered within this entrepreneurship journey. Sure.
1: <laughs> so um, one, again, going back to the coaches, you know, just having an open mind when I go into a situation mm-hmm. and really not worrying about, what the client's response is going to be or what they can't afford or can't afford, but just being open to this is the best I can do for you and this is how I want to serve you. So um, just being mindful of that, that I don't have to make the no decision or the yes decision for the client. I can be open to whatever happens. That's good. And um, the other thing that I've really learned too is that if everything I do is at the heart of serving the client well yeah. and serving my business well and serving the family well which sounds like you can't do all those three things at once mm-hmm. but if you're mindful about how you build your practice then you can do that in any business that you have so instead of you know I'm I'm a person that worries a lot about what other people think are they gonna think I'm you know doing my best or helping them as much as I can if I just let all that go and think I'm here to serve you yeah. and this is how I think I can serve you best, then it works so much better than trying to overthink everything. With As, as an A-type person, I can be prone to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's good, that's really good. Um, what advice would you share with someone who was interested in starting a firm similar to yours or just really starting their business?
1: Well, my dad was a serial entrepreneur and he was a firm believer in, you already have a network of people that you can tap into. So uh-huh. see, make connections, see where it makes the most sense. So I'd say if somebody's interested in doing something like this, Find other people that are doing it in this space. Talk to people that you want to serve. What are their needs? What do they look like? Is that something that you think that you can accomplish for them or create for them if you have a product that you're trying to put into the market? So I would say really it's just about understanding what the marketplace looks like and what you yeah. have to offer before you just go jump in with both feet. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to go work for myself. It'll be great. I'll get to sit in front of the yeah. computer in my pajamas. It's going to be the best life ever. But <laughs> As you know to be yeah. on your own and you know so i would say really think about why is it that you want to do the shift is it yeah. are you going to be emboldened to do something you can't do in your current environment
0: yeah it's interesting you talk about that i remember when i first started a radio show the show had been on for three years and when i decided to pivot to the podcast it was like oh wow can't believe you know people would say I can't believe you're going to just jump out there and do that. And I, and I thought to myself, well, I'm not really jumping out there. Like I've, I've done it. I've done it for a little while, but I'm shifting Mm -hmm. and, um, trying to look at evolving what I was already doing. And so sometimes you also start in one place doing, you know, um, trying out a business, trying out a project or a product and then you see how it can evolve after time. And so sometimes just even really being mindful about those opportunities and see, being able to see them clearly right to see what's what's that next level look like or what's the market doing right now. I mean, 3 years ago everyone was talking about internet radio and then all of a sudden next thing I knew everyone's talking about a podcast, you know. And so you also kind of want to stay current as well, but I just kind of got excited about just seeing a change and something new and then taking uh, what we what I was already doing to the next level. So, I definitely agree with that. That's yeah, good. So, you talk a little bit about your husband. Talk about what that support um, and your family support looks like because when you have a business, certainly you really I mean, you're already out there on your own, but you truly need a network of support of people that are around you. Talk about how your husband has supported you in the journey.
1: Well, I've been very grateful. I wish everyone had a Frank Drenner or a Franny Drenner or whatever <laughs> it is. But um, uh, he has been invaluable. I went back to school several years ago to get my master's in accounting and worked full-time and he had always been my partner and everything but he really had to take up the slack when mom wasn't around so much with <laughs> our three boys but he's always been my best encourager and friend and advisor and so you know even if you don't have that person living in your house find those people you know yeah. someone in your church and your community. I was blessed to have several women that um, are consultants of their own uh, in the accounting space who I mm-hmm. spoke with as I was starting this, who encouraged me, who kind of helped show the path to me. So, you know, yeah. it was, it's was it been vital to be able to have that kind of support to make this keep going.
0: That's good. That's good. And I think it's important. Um, sometimes people, I, I'll hear people say, "Well, I'm not really sure who to talk to or I'm not really sure who to ask in that. Um, you know, or if they would even be interested. And sometimes you do hear no's.
1: Oh, sure. You know, sometimes
0: yeah. people are like, you know, I don't know if I want that person in crouching in my space. Right. Or maybe they just don't have the time. But then you get a couple of yeses and people really are okay about allowing you to, into their space to see what they're doing. I actually remember now that we're talking about that, um, that I actually shadowed three people in the radio room before i was even on the mic so again um you know you sometimes you just have to ask and actually i was i got a lot of i don't want to say i got a lot of no's i got like a a lot of no answer (laughs) (laughs) facts have you ever had that like you send this really great crafted email to say I'd really enjoy like shadowing or talking to you for like seven minutes.
1: Right, right, (laughs) and then
0: you're just you get ghosted.
1: Yeah, it happens. I, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing, you if you're starting an entrepreneurial journey, is you have to have that mindset of abundance, not yeah. scarcity. Like, there's plenty of clients for everyone. There's plenty of opportunity for everyone. There's plenty of people that will be willing to mentor you. But some days, it feels like there's only one client and one person that can help me, and I can't reach that person. So, yeah. you know, those are the tough days when you have to just remember, no, there's a lot out yeah. there.
0: I agree. I, I feel that way, too, just to... I, I mean, I re, I can probably give you a lot of stories. We could have a whole bunch of podcasts, you know, about those things. But I do think, you know, for I know for me, I stayed very uh, confident, um, even when I was hearing lots of no's, and I just kept trying, just kept pressing forward. Um, or I would, yeah, you know, I was. I always had a journal. <laughs> Got a million of them. But I always have something to write in because you know I'm one of those like sometimes in the middle of the night I will wake up and I've got like this idea, but I gotta put it down and I gotta write mm-hmm. for a little bit and I might be up for ten minutes or I might be up for another hour. But you know, I've always been in that mindset of writing things down and just continuing to just press forward no matter what, um, no matter how day the rough the, the rough the day is. Um, and, and sometimes it's hard to do, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you just have those days where you just like, just want to crawl back up underneath the covers right. and say, tomorrow,
1: right. let's just and try tomorrow. A, <laughs> and that's okay. I mean, some days you just have to do that and yeah. then you're uh, more powerful for the next day. So yeah. being kind to yourself in those days when you just need a breath is also really important too.
0: Yeah. So what do your kids think about you and, you know, mom's got her own business and, but she's also, you know, got a lot of flexibility too. How are they feeling as you've um, started the business as well?
1: Um, They're very encouraging as well. I mean, they uh, see that I am able to be around more. You know, Uh previously when we were living in the Metroplex, I would commute about an hour every day both ways. And so it was a lot. And, you know, I always made time for things, but it was just different. So they're definitely glad that I'm around more. And, you know, sometimes they help with projects, you know, put their suit jackets on and get paid a few bucks an hour to staple things or shred things. So they're excited about that. But I think it's great because they get to see that they're Or different ways that people work, and you know, I kind of teach them along the way as I go as well. So, well, and it's
0: interesting, and in this, and then I will say, in this next generation, you know, so many things are different. Technology is different from when we were coming up, and you know, certainly their opportunities are so much different, Mm -hmm. and their opportunities to learn, um, and learn new things are happening a lot faster and earlier than we really. We're we're starting. I remember showing um, my son the the first computer, the very first computer, and he was like, "What is that?" (laughs) And I was like, "It's a computer." And he was like, "It is." (laughs) I mean, it's just so it's it's very interesting because you know those the things are everything is different, especially starting with technology and their awareness on what they can do is different. I remember going to college, and my my grandmother said, do you want to be a nurse or do you want to be a teacher? And I was thinking to myself, well, I don't want to really do either, (laughs) you know? But, you know, and and that's what was happening. I mean, they just, that was the mindset. You talked about mindset a little bit earlier. Sometimes the people around you really, and that's what my grandmother knew, Mm -hmm. you know? Educated, the women were educators or nurses and right. so um, so that's kind of interesting as well. But I, I do think this generation has so many more opportunities um, to see a different type of um, job skills, occupations, um, whether you go to school first or you go and do something else and go back. I mean, certainly um, I was a non-traditional student as well going back to graduate school. Um, just a couple of years ago, as well. So, you know, certainly, and I just, I also remember seeing the kids saying, Your mom's in school, right? <laughs> like, yeah, she's back in school. Well, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, we were at the SMU bookstore when I was a graduate student. Um, about five or six years ago, and my youngest son was probably six or seven at the time, and he goes, Mom, you should get that sticker for your car. It says SMU Mom, and I was like, no, 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 we're <laughs> not there yet. <laughs> but in no, his no, no. mind, I was yes. at SMU and, and I'm a mom, and your mom. So it made perfect sense to yes. him. Yeah, cool. but hes uh, we're, they're budding entrepreneurs themselves. We were at lunch yeah. the other day, and the restaurant was advertising that they would you know, put businesses up and he's like, "Mom, you got to get drinneraccounting.com oh, out there." And I'm like, "Maybe nice. not at the Mexican food joint." But good idea, good idea. <laughs>
0: Very cool. Very, see, he's thinking early. He's thinking about he's it. He's thinking yes. early. My son also did an internship uh with our company last last summer. And it was a really good experience for him. And now he's already hitting me up like, so am I gonna be able to get some hours in before the Christmas holidays? Because <laughs> there's like a couple things that I want. It's just like kind of funny to yeah. hear him talk about that. But I'm enjoying it because just like you, I mean, we wanna be able to leave that legacy for our children. Oh, yeah. And we also want them to know that they can do and be whatever it is they dream to be.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, my dad was a firm believer in that, so teaching them as, you know, I got to go to board meetings when I could carry my own diaper bag, like it, from a young age, I was ready for this. So I'm hoping to teach that to the boys too, how to write an email, how to shake a hand, how to introduce yeah. yourself, you know.
0: So. They're such important skill sets to yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some self-care because I think, and I just, I've read this article in um, the People magazine recently, and they were talking about self-care regimens for women. And there there are like a lot of things that I enjoy doing because, but I also sometimes feel guilty like about taking that time for myself to do stuff. Are there some self-care regimens that you love or just some things that you just enjoy doing? Um, On your own, just to kick back?
1: Well, I've been trying really hard because I'm usually pretty terrible at it, too. Um, I used to love to read, and I would make all kinds of time to read, so I've been really intentional the last few months of actually having a book and reading it and finishing it, Okay. so different fiction books, you know. And then... um, I really like, you might tell I'm a little bit of an extrovert, so hanging out with friends is a huge piece of self-care for me, so trying to make time a couple times a month to have coffee or lunch with friends and just being intentional about that really feeds my soul, and Mm -hmm. I remember someone saying once that, you know, we have this vessel that we pour out for other people all day long, but if you don't have the items to fill it up there's nothing for you to pour out and you're just empty so trying to refill it so that I can serve others is important too
0: yeah it's interesting Um, there was a couple of apps that I was looking at that just kind of talks about you know making sure that you can you know add it to the calendar right and so one of my goals upcoming is to make sure that I add in that time Because sometimes you think like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And often I'll be like, oh, I'm just too busy. I've just got something else going on. But you really have to like, you got to add it in just like you would add in anything else. Um, And so certainly there's some years that I feel like I'm really, really good. And then there's some years that I'm just like, wait a minute. Have I had any time? Have I like seen this person lately? Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, definitely those seasons. And certainly with you, and just in the second year of the business, a lot of that is like you're pouring into the business to try to get it um, get it up and running and, mm-hmm. and getting it to a, a place and a space that seems you know um, able to really work it mm-hmm. um, simply. I know you talked also within your business, um, you have subs that are in your business But same thing. Do you guys do things as a team?
1: We haven't as of yet. Okay. um, But that would be something certainly to grow towards.
0: It's interesting. I uh, ran across another uh, consultant uh, in the nonprofit space, and she recently uh, they took their team to uh, paint. Oh no! And they all work remotely, but Mm -hmm. it was that way that they could kind of come in for an hour. They had lunch, and then. Peyton and I just thought about that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's really fun." So, yeah, because um, you
1: wouldn't think twice about doing it if you had a brick and mortar place, but you know, as right. a remote, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yes.
0: definitely a good way to uh, get you know get in there and get involved, but then also kind of do something together as well. I know our team eats a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we we hit any any food place <laughs> we can. Like there's like there's no. Uh, yeah, we're we're not shy about that nice <laughs> so we can always hit a food place you know because when you're on zoom it's like great it's it's good to be on zoom but you know sometimes you want to have face-to-face connection oh yes
1: absolutely so. and that's one of the things that i've been really intentional with with clients especially is that okay. we do go on site with them we're not completely remote because yeah. there is that human connection that's so important so yeah
0: and i know even with our business too we have some uh we have two that we we are on site, but then there's a couple that we, we hardly ever are, I don't think I've been on site, but once. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see that dynamic mm-hmm. within some of the projects as well. Hmm. Interesting. So talk a little bit about um, your philanthropic work. Is there something um, or a cause that you are passionate about?
1: Well, um, I think I'd get in trouble if I didn't say the church first, (laughs) but I really do enjoy working in our church, and um, Mm -hmm. we are currently serving, all of our churches have been wonderful, but this one is particularly very mission-minded, and right after we got there, we adopted an elementary school in our community, and so we have been um, helping with different projects on site, we have volunteers that read, we give out prizes for the I-Station when they, nice. um, the kids take tests every month and what I love about this school is that they have such a dynamic principal and everything she does is about building the kids up. So instead of the iStation prize going to the kid that has the highest score, it goes to the kid that has had the most growth since the previous month. Oh, I love that. So any kid can be the one that wins That's the prize good. that month. So. Projects like that really are exciting to me, and I was a coordinator for our church for a couple of years and then okay. passed the baton on, but um, I'm really involved in the um, education foundation in our, in our town as well, and okay. so that's definitely something I'm passionate about.
0: Good. very good. So what is your personal philosophy on work-life balance? I, <laughs> I hear that a lot. I see it a lot on our LinkedIn feeds. Everybody is always saying, oh, do you have work-life balance? Some people say yes. Some people say no. What's your your take on it?
1: I know that we like to talk about it a lot. You're right. (laughs) So um, I would say that balance feels like something that's equal at all times. Hmm. I don't think that's really... Possible at least not for me. So yeah. I feel like it's more of an ebb and flow, you know Yeah, but this entrepreneur journey has allowed me to say well, okay I'm, I've got I worked 12 hours yesterday. This is a real story on a project Okay, but last Friday I didn't work at all because my youngest son had a veterans day program and my oldest son was a, is a senior on the football team So we had all kinds of events for the last Friday night lights uh, and in-laws were in town so you know that's not balanced, but it. It works out well you know you kind of mm-hmm. make time for what is needed during that day or week or whatnot and then hopefully over all of it it's pretty equitable in how it turns out but yeah. I think of it more of as an ebb and flow but you have to be mindful because it is certainly easy for the work to be so much more than the life
0: hmm you know I think that's one of the my favorite things that I enjoy about being an entrepreneur and having the capability of shaping your own time. Mm -hmm. I I do enjoy that um, because I do find it very valuable and important to be present. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I hadn't always been present. And with, with this, it allows me to be able to do that and not feel as though I'm missing out or not feel as though I'm just all in in this workspace where I just am not getting up out of. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting.
1: It was challenging to navigate at first because I sure. am one that likes schedules and I like a plan <laughs> and I like things to fit in the box. So sure. I'm not gonna lie, it's been a struggle to figure out, okay, what does that look like and then being okay when you don't do anything on Friday and you're like, yeah. Wait, I've got I've got an hour. I could do yeah. something I was like, no, I'm just gonna enjoy my people. So
0: Yeah. But that's super cool that you're able to do that because yeah, you know, there's those days where that might've been you driving that commute, that hour commute where you'd already worked possibly, maybe you did that half a day, and then you've got to get home and kind of regroup, put your track shoes back on and then go again. And so with you not having to do that really, I mean, I think it probably puts your whole disposition in a different space it really as, does. you know, I know it does for me as well. When I'm thinking, you know, gosh, I'm so glad I just got to get up and, you know, do the things that I needed to do without feeling so pulled in so many directions.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: So, tell me, um, is there is there any type of uh, exercise um, or, and, and I and I'm asking this because I was on. One of the feeds recently, and I am now seeing like everybody is into something. So there's spin. There is somebody's doing yoga. Somebody's doing some hot stone thing. Do you have like a physical?
1: No, it's thing. bad time. Okay. I am a donor to Camp Gladiator <laughs> in Texoma. I am not an active participant, don't, which I should be. So yes.
0: don't feel bad. I think I've, I've I've been that donor too, like a couple of times. Like you're like yeah. Oh, it's gonna be 19.99 for like six months, and then you're like, "Yeah, it's month seven. and yeah, I haven't yes. been there yet. Yeah, okay.
1: I do feel a lot better when I go out and do it, so I need okay. to start making time for at least walking or doing something. Yeah,
0: but, uh, I do. I love to walk. Um, a couple of years ago, my last 5K was in uh, I don't know, but it was a couple of years ago because um, it was in grad school was the last one I did, but I will say I enjoy walking. I, I feel like like I like to go out and walk. I like to look at everything around me. I like to hear like the noises that are going on. I, you know, love to walk the dog. I, I find that I, I feel like I don't have as much time as I used to. So I know one of my next, you know, my next goal for the next year is really to, to kind of pull that back in because I really, really enjoy doing that. Kind of interesting. So much for that, right? We just <laughs> got to do it when we can. Yes. <laughs> so, what insight would you like to leave with our audience um, just about entrepreneurship and leading your best life?
1: I would say that it's about being brave and mm-hmm. being persistent and Being intentional about what you want to do you know you have to have a plan and it's not going to work you have to pivot you have to be agile but putting the thought into it and just stepping bravely into it is how it works you know and for me it's hard not to know what step A B and C are (laughs) so it's easy for me to say that but not easy to apply it but I think that if you remember that and find the people that can help guide you and find the processes that'll work and just keep trying that that's where it's at
0: that's good well it has been this has been a wonderful conversation Um, exciting to hear about your journey um, and you know wish you the best success thank you as you are continuing your entrepreneurial journey and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon and seeing what you guys are doing
1: oh sounds good well thank you for the opportunity I really appreciate it no
0: thank you for being here Christy Drenner and uh you were listening or you've listened to the chair, the Aaliyah Henry show. I just was about to say charity talk, <laughs> you know, I guess I'm having a senior moment. How about that? So thank you so much for uh, listening to the Aaliyah Henry show and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Aaliyah Henry show. Remember, be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. See you next time.